Welcome to Conversations Live. For more than a decade, we've brought you the best in books, entertainment, celebrity interviews, and current events. When the movers and shakers of the world have something to say to you, they say it to us first. Here's your host, Cyrus Webb. Welcome back, everyone, to Conversations Live. I'm your host, Cyrus Webb. Glad you all could join us once again. For a radio audience tuning in here in Mississippi at WYAD 94.1 FM and WYADonline.com, we're glad that you all can be with us. Also, joining us online around the world, thanks to our podcast, we're glad you all could be with us as well. Christian Kiefer is joining us for this next segment. He has a new release that's out literally this week that I know you guys are going to enjoy. If you guys are looking for a, a fun read, one that would keep you engaged, I think this book is one you definitely want to add to your reading list. It's called The Heart of It All. We talked to Christian not only about his love of storytelling, but also what it was like for him to create these characters that are very relatable, but also, I think, help us think about some of the bigger issues that even we see in the world today. If you guys are just now finding out about The Heart of It All, we'll let you know how to get your own copy of it and stay connected with Christian as well. Christian, thanks again for the time. Really do appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Uh, that uh, movers and shakers thing at the beginning has me a little worried. <laughs> well, no, you, you're you're definitely in the right place, Chris. <laughs> and, and I, I'm, on, I'm on the right show. <laughs> there you go. You you are definitely where you belong. Congratulations to you again on the new release. I mean, first of all, how does it feel, Christian, to have lived with these characters and now this week to be able to share them with us? I mean, that's what it's all about, right? You spend so much time as a writer living in your own head sitting in front of a computer by yourself, and then uh, somebody like you reads the book and wants to talk to me about it and is interested in it. And you know, writing is one of the few, if only, art forms that we have where the um, the emotional effect, the emotional resonance of the heart happens through text. I mean, there's no there's no sound, there's no image, there's no smell to it. It's all just words on a page. And when that manifests in somebody else's consciousness, it's a, it's a pretty amazing, magical thing. Yeah. This book is really interesting. And the title, I think, is kind of woven throughout it for me as a reader, Christian, because I think it really does remind you of what really matters at the end of the day. Um, and I was curious for you, when you were writing the book, was it was it based on that theme that the idea came to you, or did the characters evolve and that theme just seemed to be what really summed it up? Yeah, I think it was the characters. I I, I very specifically wanted to write a book about hope um, where people, you know, p- people have flaws and people make p- poor decisions, but in, in the end – we do care for one another as best we can. And not everybody in the book cares for one another in the same ways, but um, right. I definitely wanted to get out of my own, uh, my own tendency to go bleak when I write and try to write something that would um, do service to and respect for real regular people like my actual neighbors around me. And um, although we come from very different, you know, political spectrums and economic spectrums sometimes um, we do share that common ground, which is, you know, it's, it's in the human heart itself. Right. 
Exactly. And, and I think, too, the idea of motivation is an important part of this story as well, uh, Christian. And I think that comes through, too. But it, 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 I want to let our audience know, even though I am known, I'm notorious, Christian, for picking up on themes in books and things, because that's just the nerd in me that does that. It is a book that you can just be able to read and kind of be taken away in it, but still find that relatability from the, literally the very beginning. We all know what it's like to lose. We know what it's like to, to pick up the pieces and move on. But we also know how to deal with the hand that we're dealt and, and wonder how fair that world is. What was it like for you to get to know these characters? You said it was pretty much the characters that kind of drove you. What was it like for you to kind of get and better understand their view of life in the world. I I I, I hate to say it, but it was fairly easy. Um, mm. The characters felt pretty alive to me very quickly, and um, you know that there's an old adage that everyone is the hero of their own story, and so we're all walking around being the you know we're all our own protagonists, right, as we walk through life. And and some of it was trying to write a multi-character book about a particular community in, you know, north-central rural Ohio um, and, and trying to treat each character with the same sense of grace and attention. Even the characters who are uh, frankly not very good people um, – you know, uh, I've been a teacher for a long time. You know, I occasionally have students that are a, that can be a little unhinged um, for a variety of ways, and um, I often have to stop and think, like, okay, what's going on in this person's life that's making them behave in this particular way? And I think that that kind of uh, you know goes it goes beyond empathy to something more like sympathy, where you're really trying to sit with a character. And imagine, you know, what what are the stressors on this person's life? Like, what are their dreams? Do they have dreams? Like, have their dreams been so poorly crushed that they can't even recognize them as dreams anymore? Um, what, what kind of inner life do they have? Uh, what 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 kind of God do they believe in? Uh, who do they rely on when things get tough? I mean, I think I think we all have ways to respond to those questions um if asked and i and i i ask the same of the characters in all, in all my work and and in particular in this book because often the the characters that they're leaning on are also in the book you know we're we're leaning on our our neighbors or our family or our friends or whoever and and those people are present in the book with their own dreams and aspirations and stressors right and that's right. what makes a community. We're, we're all, um, you know, staggering around doing our level best to uh, not not just to live lives worth living, but to give uh, other people in our lives the chance to to have that. Um, and that's our, our our siblings and our parents and our children and our friends and our neighbors. Mm. I hope. Yeah. Yeah. Is it for you, uh, and, and I understand that, I mean, every story that you tell is different, which is why I want to ask you the question, Christian. Is, do you find yourself writing more for yourself? And I guess what I mean by that is, yes, the book, even before its release, you had even some of your colleagues, we're going to get into that, some of your fellow authors, you know, who were, were praising the book. You know, some of the blurbs were, you know, of course, are there. 
But do you find that for you, it, the important thing was if you liked the story? It's great if we like it, but was it important for you that you liked the story that you wrote? Yeah, I mean, as a as a writer, I'm never writing for anyone but myself. I, I never gotcha. think about a reader. Um, you know, my agent and my editors, um, you know, their their job is to turn the text toward a readership, and I and I respect that and love that about the work that they do. And I think mm-hmm. I think one of the big things that you get when you um, get an editor at a publishing house interested is, as um, you know, my my wonderful editor um, at Melville House uh, did a very nice job of taking my book and helping me tilt it back toward a readership, right? And sometimes it's very easy. Um, sometimes it's very challenging. I think my previous book, we probably cut. 25,000 words out of it or something to reach that point. Wow. This one was a lot a lot easier editing. Um, but but I do I don't even know if I write for myself. I just write. I mean, I've been writing so long now, it's a little bit like breathing, you know. Like I just sit down in, the, in front of the computer and I and I work for an, a, a few hours and um, I've just been doing that for uh, for a long, long time. And it's um, you know, it's a play in the fields of language in, in many ways for me. Right. Well, it's one of those things that's great that you've been able to do do it, and you love it, and then, of course, have other people love it. I, wanted, I mentioned, of course, your colleagues. What has that been like for you to have fellow storytellers, uh, Christian, to enjoy your work and to and to see the world in your work the way that they seem to be doing? Oh, my God, man. That's... Uh... It's unbelievable, actually. I mean, I, like you, I'm I'm a fan of writing first, mm-hmm. and then I'm a writer, you know, second or third or fifth, really. So to have, I mean, to be honest, like having Jasmine Ward's phone number or Lauren Groff's phone number and, and having mm-hmm. them say nice things about my book or Kiese Lehman or um, – I mean, uh, Richard Russo. I mean, I I, I cannot believe it. <laughs> Actually, yeah. Um, in a very real way. I mean, these people are. I mean, these are the Beatles to me, or something, or, or like you know, it's like having Tupac's number or something. I mean, it's it's mm. it's incredible, and it it really does remind you of of. Um, for, for lack of a better way to put it, of how good you are at your craft, um, because it's hard to tell. Because as as writers and as human beings, we're so freighted with self doubt that to have somebody like Jasmine or or Lauren Groff, um, um, you know, to to have people writers of that caliber not only agreeing to have their names added to the book, but saying such nice things about the text. It's, um, I mean, I'm, I'm literally going to start crying if I keep talking about this subject. Mm. Like, we should yeah. talk about something else. It's too <laughs> much for me. It's too much for my heart. You know? Oh, come on, Christian. That, that makes for great radio. Go ahead and cry. Because I think as we're able to get to know the families and get to know 
what drives them. Um, there, there is the whole idea, too, of, you know, what would I do in this situation or would I be any better? That's the question I found myself asking because, you know, it's one thing to – I'm very thankful to have grown up in a family I have where I was never – I was taught, wasn't taught to blame other people for why something didn't happen to me or did happen to me or that kind of thing. Not to discount that that's not the case for some people, but I love the fact that in this book we're able to see, you know what, even though there are external forces, right, what are we choosing to do? Who are we choosing to be? And that for me is a big part of what the heart of it all is all about. What was that like for you to, as you kind of look at the world, Christian, to think about with these characters and their different positions um, to think about their role in the life they wanted and lived. Yeah, I mean, I, I so I was born and raised in Northern California, and I live I live out in the forest. Um, it's, it's not what most people in, in the rest of the United States of America think of, of California. Like, I live in a pine forest. Um, it's, for, for lack of a better term, fairly redneck. In fact, I can hear in the distance about three different chainsaws going as people cut, you know, cut rounds of wood and, 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 uh, you know, prepare for the winter to come. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, fairly liberal, uh, both socially and economically. Um, my neighbors are, you know, there's a, there's a big Trump flag flying on the tree down at the end of the road. Um, so I think like, in terms of the socioeconomic and political spectrum that we have in this country right now, um, I really wanted to write a book that treated everybody as people who are interested in um, their selves and their immediate community in terms of just being better. Like I, I think, yeah. I think many people react, especially politically. Um, and, and this has been a, something of a fever pitch in, in the last few years. I, I think that people react with a lot of anger, but what the anger actually is is fear, and, and the, mm-hmm. the fear of change is often um, it's, it's often put in action in ways that hurt other people or other groups of people, but I tend to feel like at, at least in the context of this book that that pain is so abstract to a lot of the people causing that pain that it's not ex- it's not really humanized in a way that they can get their heads wrapped around for example um you know there there, there might be um anti lgbtqia plus rhetoric from a particular group of people let's say in my community, let's say. But there's also a sense that if those folks had a friend who was gay or trans or queer in some way, they, they might even apologize and say, listen, I, I don't, you know, I don't mean you, Frank. I mean those other people, right? Because I think we do a lot of abstracting culturally to other people without really recognizing um, the members of our community and the members of our family who are necessarily part of, of those groups. That's not to say people aren't um, t- totally um, evil <laughs> sometimes, right, right. you know, when it comes to these famous issues. But in the context of this book, I wanted the people to um, 
to be faced with those exact kinds of situations and think like, okay, I know I've railed against this group or that group, but here's this person who's sitting next to me on the bench at work and we're having a cigarette together and everything seems fine. Like, and when I'm angrily denouncing, you know, uh, the, the, the butter side up people, I don't mean this fellow. I mean, those other butter side up people, you know? Yeah. And that's, you know, that's how we, that's how we build, you know, that's how I think America, um, I don't know. I was going to say is. I think maybe that's how America could be. We've got a long way to go, but I, I, I did want to celebrate a certain spirit um, that's not always apparent on the news, you know. Yeah. 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 Well, and and, and you have done that, and and I think too the reason why I wanted to bring that up. Uh, Christian is because I think there are parts of the book that are definitely more more sober or somber even, but there is definitely an idea of resilience that comes through as well, and and I think that is something that is um, needed, right? Because I think you know we're living at a time you know depending on how you see the world where there are some challenges there, right? There are, things don't always yeah. seem right, and and I think you know for people to look at these families in this book. And and two, I think that's what I love about fiction myself is that you're able to talk about real things in a safe space. Because like you were yeah, just talking right. about, well, I'm not talking about this person. When you're reading about these characters and you're able to talk, you may know a <laughs> know someone uh, in your life that fits the characteristics of X, Y, or Z that you can, can then yeah. be able to talk about that in, in a safe way. So I want to talk about satisfaction in another way for you then, Christian, because you mentioned, of course, uh, throughout this conversation that, of course, you write first for yourself. Were you satisfied with the heart of it all? Is it the book that you intended to write, or were there things that even surprised you? Oh, so much surprised me. And a, and a lot of it is like – a lot of it is scenes that I feel like need to happen and then wondering how I'm going to make it happen. So there's – a there's a there's a young white girl named Janie in the book, um, and she befriends one of the only black characters in in the town, um, a young man named Anthony who's a few years older than her, and they meet at a coffee shop. Um, and part part of the challenge as a writer was okay, how do I get them talking? You know, like how can I how do you get the ball rolling with these two people? Like he's from East Cleveland. She grew up in this little town in Ohio. He's kind of been dumped there by his mom. Um, you know, he has a job, but he, he doesn't have any friends. He doesn't have any people. He's not really part of the community. How do I get them talking and, and what do they talk about? So, um, you know, I, and I went through that conversation, that initial conversation several different ways before I sort of landed on the kind of fumbling uh, teenage, you know, young person, teenage conversation that they have. And that, you know, that has to blossom into a friendship, which eventually becomes uh, a, a romance o- over the course of the novel. And, and the, you know, those kinds of issues going like, okay, I want to I write a book where people from different walks of life become friends and maybe even lovers, right? Okay, great. How the heck do you do that? <laughs> <You know? laughs> right. So, 
so that that's it, you know. And 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 as you said, the nice thing is, you know, I'm I'm by myself. Nobody's in my head but myself, and I can go like, okay, that didn't quite work out. Like, let's rinse and repeat and try it again. Okay, that's a little more promising. That's the conversation that might end up with uh, a second conversation when they run into each other again, which might be followed finally by like, can I get your phone number, right? And you have to, you know, setting that stuff up in a timeline that makes sense in a book, you know, which is to say, you know, you can't, you, you can't have them randomly meeting and saying hey to each other for nine months of book time. You know, you've got to get to it, right? Right. So it's got to be significant enough to kind of move that forward. So those kinds of things, like having this idea about hope and the human heart and, and how those two things can work in tandem to make us better – um, and and actually making that actionable on the page for myself and then for you and all the readers at home. That's the challenge. That's the challenge. Well, you definitely did it, Christian, with this book, and I know that readers, as the response is already Thanks, showing, buddy. readers are going to enjoy it. Again, everyone, I've been speaking with Christian Keeper today. The book is called The Heart of It All. It's out now. You can get it through our friends at Amazon.com. Of course, you can get it there in print or, of course, the Kindle edition. It's published by Melville House as well. You can get it through their website. Christian, what about for yourself? How can our audience stay connected with you? Oh, I'm uh, I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. I have a Facebook page, but it turns out I forgot my password and can't seem to get in. But hopefully that will change. Um, I've got a Blue Sky. I've got a Threads account. I think I've got a Mastodon. Anyway, if you if you hunt around for me, you can find me. I'm out there. I'm out there on the web. Got you. Got you. Well, I did uh, tag you on Facebook, so if you find the password, you'll see I tag you. <laughs> There, so you can feel free to be on the show, to share it there. We also tag Christian on Twitter as well, so you guys can be able to get in there. Great conversation with you, Christian, as I told you it was going to be. So glad you could stop by the show today, and looking forward to speaking with you again. Thanks so much, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. Take care. All right. You as well. And we thank your audience for tuning in to another great segment of Conversations Live. Until next time, I'm your host, Cyrus Webb. Thank as always. Enjoy your day. Enjoy your life. Enjoy your world. Thank you all for choosing Conversations Live. Let's go make today amazing. Take care.